I'm so happy that Yuzu is like in fashion right now. Oh, yes. A different lemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweeter than a lemon. It's not it's not as sour. Yeah. Yeah. And it has it's like it's like if you took a lemon and gave it if okay, you take you take lemon juice yeah. and you put in like one tenth orange juice mm-hmm. with uh and like five percent pineapple juice. Huh. I feel like that's very like yuzu y. Yeah. I think yeah. I you have a better palate for that kind of stuff than I I would have to have yeah. yuzu juice in front of me right now to, to yeah. have a have an accurate say in this. Are you saying that Yuzu... Oh, no. Oh. So close. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show for today. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where we can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio or email us at host at TasteBCRadio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. Well, Jeff, it finally arrived. The baby? (laughs) No, (laughs) a different baby. Our new car arrived uh, last week. Oh my goodness. I know. That's so exciting. Technically, it's been in gestation for longer than the baby, so it's been about 10 months. <laughs> we've been waiting for about 10 months. So. And did you get the RAV or the uh, Mitsubishi? It was actually the RAV, so the RAV oh, <laughs> which is awesome, So, and it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful, and it's uh, um, a lot nicer than I was expecting, and a lot more features than I was expecting, because you know me, oh, yeah. I'm not one for... I don't really go for the whole, I don't want to get the the whole shebang in there and all these like fancy features that I'll use maybe once or twice. But yeah. um, uh, So we normally go for like the base model or like the one just a step up from it. And I think this is the just a step up from the base model of the RAV4. And it is a, it's packed with features and like nothing like groundbreaking, but it's just, it's groundbreaking for us considering we've been driving like a 2011 and a 2012 for the past, like, well, 10 or 11 years. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my last car was a 2004 and like we were lucky to have AC in it (laughs) and then, and then we didn't have a car for a few years because we didn't need it. Uh, when we were mm-hmm. living in Boston, and then again when we were living in Vancouver, like in the city. But when we moved out of the city, we bought our new car, as you know. And mm-hmm. I was shocked. We got the absolute base model. It's hybrid, but we got the absolute base model of it. And yeah. um, I was shocked at all the features it had. Oh, I know. With, like automatic headlights, and uh, it has like a front window defrost for snow, which we never will have to use in Vancouver. Um, and just <laughs> like... Like the, the cruise controls all... I don't know. Yeah, so a lot of these cars are coming with these base models with quite high technology. And once you start moving up the tiers, instead of it being all this like luxury technology, now it's like the moonroof or the heated seats or the... I was looking at a car the other day just out of curiosity and the standard model comes with heated seats, which is I think is pretty common now. Yeah. But the, the next level up had heated seats in the back. Yes. And the next model up from that had heat and cool seats. And oh I was like, whoa, word. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Got to turn yeah. on my cold seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really neat. We have, there's like a lane departure or like lane assist or something that tells yeah, you when yeah. people are in your blind spot it's got like automatic braking if it senses that you're about to hit something so that feature alone gave us 10 percent off of our insurance which was pretty sweet yeah yeah 
and uh, and like there's this feature where it keeps uh, you can turn it on and it's like reading the lines as you're driving if you're going faster than like 50 kilometers an hour and if you yeah. like start drifting it'll like beep at you and then it'll like the steering wheel turns back the opposite way just ever so like ever so enough slightly. to correct it yeah yeah so yeah we have that pretty, too yeah it's so cool yeah i thought it would be annoying i thought it would be really annoying but it's actually been very helpful and very nice to yeah to have it's it's nice on like main highways but mm-hmm. once you get onto something like the malahat you gotta turn it off it's ridiculous oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so they used to have that like in the prius i think was one of the first ones to get it yeah. and you wouldn't you weren't able to turn it off Really? And I think there was so many complaints that they've changed it now that you can turn it off. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that yeah. would happen. I don't need no yeah. car telling me how to drive. I've been driving for thirty years. <laughs> thirty uh, years? Not me specifically. I'm talking oh, okay, about yeah. like Uber or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. What color? Yes. What color did you get? It's like bullet gray. It's so sweet. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. And so are you getting rid of the old Yaris or what? No, we're keeping the Yaris as our kind of like commuter vehicle or like our, uh, I don't know what it's going to be, just like our second vehicle. Like both, uh, um, <clears throat> both Cora and I have uh, uh, a bunch of, well, out of like social stuff that we like to do on our own. And so like we need two vehicles already, which is yeah wild. So Yeah, because it's it's, where you live is pretty hard to get around otherwise. Although we do have Uber up and running <laughs> <laughs> amazing i know it it started working or it started up uh, last week <laughs> cool i know Maybe you won't need the second car but oh well it's easy where you are to to oh, have absolutely. it so yeah like for me and i it, thought it's, like it's just it's unre- it's unreasonable to have a second car because i'm so close to tr- public transit like mass public transit and we don't oh yeah do, yeah so you don't like uh and i kind of thought it would be similar to um evo where they started like really like just in the city of victoria and then the Mm -hmm. ferry and airport obviously but no they've like started all like uber's response response area i guess is like all the entire peninsula all the way up to the ferry terminal all of greater victoria even langford which is great wow so i know we're finally into the 21st century somewhat (laughs) yeah that's good yeah and how's all the baby preparation coming? Oh, baby prep is good. We've got our go bag ready. Uh, Corey just hit 36 weeks on Sunday. Oof. I know. So um, we're getting every everything prepared. And just in, so when it's go time, we don't have to think too much because our yeah. minds are going to be very much somewhere else. So Yeah, that's good so. that you got it all prepared because my sister had her baby at 35 plus one day yeah or 35 plus two days something like that mm-hmm. and they were their good friend had their baby three weeks early so they were all they were kind of like freaking out they're like okay well we're gonna be just in case we're gonna get our go bag ready at five weeks early yeah and then Love like the old... f- four days before that it was like boop i'm here <laughs> <laughs> so uh... yeah Yes. Yeah. Little the little guy was just excited to see the world. Yeah, yeah. We had a big celebration for him. Um, it was like in lieu of a baby shower because yeah, yeah. they didn't get that because uh, I think it was eight days before the baby shower was supposed to happen. Oh my he came. goodness! 
And yeah. so, <laughs> so there was tons of people there and, and uh, playing past the baby and tons of kids because all of my sister's friends have kids now. And, oh, amazing. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. He's Aww. just turned 10 weeks last week or on oh, Friday. Oh, my so. goodness. Wow. Yeah. 10 weeks. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That, that's gone by really fast. <laughs> Super fast. Yeah. And it's funny to think like I haven't actually seen him in three weeks. Wow. So it's been, it's, it's funny to think like 30% of his life I hadn't seen him for yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that is a weird, <laughs> that's super yeah. weird. <laughs> oh man. When it's, everybody you talk to, like it's, it's a weird combination of time flies really fast, but at the same time, yeah. like the first like few weeks are like, oh my God, this is. So yeah. It's cause they're not sleeping. Yeah. And you're not yeah. sleeping. <laughs> well, no, that's what I meant. Like oh, the parents aren't sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Cause like he slept, he would sleep like all day. And so my sister and, um, her fiance would like be doing things and getting stuff done around the house. And they were in the middle of renovations cause they were supposed oh, to be done before great. he came Yeah, <laughs> and it's still not done. Oh, no. um, oh my gosh. But yeah. And he would sleep and it'd be precious. And like, we'd be like passing him around and he'd just be sleeping or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. and then he'd just be up fussing all night. And so they didn't get oh. any sleep. And so they would try to sleep, like to take naps during the day, but that's still not, it's just not enough. It's not like a good solid sleep. So no. Yeah. It won't be like that forever. No, no. Soon you won't be able to get him out of out of bed. <laughs> it's teenager, be like me. Yeah. I'll be sleeping yeah. until noon. <laughs> Man, I can't even think of doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's funny. It's so it's funny how your life changes so drastically. Just, but I, I don't know. Like I, I've been trying. I've been trying really hard to like prioritize my sleep lately because yeah. it's yeah. important because I have such like high not such high stress but such busy life that mm-hmm. like I've I've got a lot going on and so I'm trying to like not make that sacrifice yeah my sleep in order to accomplish that and it's been pretty good but yeah. still it's like if I try to sleep in 15 minutes my pets are like it's breakfast <laughs> <laughs> so dad yeah. get up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not exactly uh super good um Super easy to just sleep in like that, but that's okay. No, no. you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of sleeping in, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so we're going back to our roots this week. Is that right? That's right. Whoop, whoop. Beer, baby, beer. Beer all the way. Yeah. I have... I, I guess I'm going first. I, you are, yeah. <laughs> I have an awesome brewery to talk about, and it's uh, one of the smaller ones for sure. Uh, this brewery that I want to talk about is really, really special uh, for a multitude of reasons. One, it is a nano brewery, and it is one that we were able to discover our first time going up to, or actually, sorry, our second time going up to Parksville when we first heard about it. And it's called Love Shack Libations, which is a great name to start oh, off with. Cute. I know. It's opened up in February of 2017. And the story behind it is very lovely. So I'll kind of read through um, how this got, came to be. So uh, the the owner and uh, head brewer, is Dave, his name is Dave Paul. 
Uh, he grew up in Ontario on a dairy farm and went to uh, musical theater school for two years, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> and then, <laughs> a bit of a departure. From... A bit of a departure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he eventually moved up to Whistler uh, and to enjoy the mountains, the skiing, get into uh kind of more, the more naturey side of life um and was a bartender up there for a long long time and met his partner and his and now wife um and when their first daughter was born uh they moved over to Qualicum Beach in 2004 and for the first 6 weeks or so they were living in a tent <laughs> on the property that they had bought and uh, they were building a uh, 12 by 16 foot home and wow. they called it the love shack so kind of uh so the name love shack libations arrives drives from their kind of home that they built themselves when they first moved over to the island so i thought that was pretty pretty cool um, and, and no no need for anything too big and flashy i guess exactly yeah, yeah absolutely um so uh, as as their family grew so they now apparently have uh uh, two cats and 12 chickens uh, on their property. Uh, the, as you do. As you do, absolutely, especially in Qualicum. Uh, the love shack, as he calls it, uh, retired to their guest cabin and also turned into their hobby brewery. Mm. So in 2017, they were able to purchase a, pro- a piece of property just on the like kind of island highway there. Um, so not directly in Qualicum Beach, but just a little bit outside, a little bit south of Qualicum. And uh, it's a very, very small, very uh, intimate space and really, really cool because they actually, when they bottle their beer, it is, they still hand label the bottles, which I think is so, so cool and a lovely yeah. little touch to, uh, um, to keep it kind of like that small, small nano brewery, nano brewery feel. Yeah, um, yeah. They they are only uh, to continue on that. They all are only open Wednesdays and Saturdays, and they only open for four hours at a time. So you really have to plan <laughs> your trip there, which is really cool. Uh, I, and I guess that's the kind of the time where he's not working or they're not working, and so they can come into the brewery and uh, and uh, serve beer and chat to people. When you actually go into the brewery itself, um, it's it is an amazing experience because it's david paul serving or at least when we were there it's david paul the the owner and the brewmaster uh serving you the beer and yeah, he right. comes over to you and he, he tells you all about the beer he tells you about his story he's such an absolutely amazing person to talk to and he's got such amazing stories and such a great character and he just makes the whole experience really really special so this is one that i've been wanting to talk about since we basically started the podcast and I'm very excited to be talking about it. The the beers itself, you can really tell that they're each of them are meticulously made, and they're not like when you look at the beer menu itself, it's not crazy like intricate beers. It's like when you just read them on the on the uh, face value, they're kind of uh, they would they they don't really turn your eye towards them. You know, they're not these crazy fruity. Uh, sours and stuff like that right, right. Um, but the, each of them have their own distinct kind of profile to them and they all seem to have this little story behind them so one of them is called the rachel paul ale which is uh his his wife um 
his wife's now pale ale, which uh, derived from her trying to mess with his uh, double IPA, which is, <laughs> I thought was pretty funny. Uh, their their um, uh, their crafty creamy ale is absolutely fantastic. It is one of my favorite beers from them, and it is so creamy and so smooth to drink. And it's, oh, it's just beautifully, beautifully done. He calls it the gateway beer to the craft world, which I think is super, super uh, accurate because it's just, it's it's nothing super, super fancy, but it's just so beautifully crafted and it just, oh, it's so easy to drink and it's so lovely and you can drink it at any time of the year. It's lovely in the summer, especially when we were out on the patio, when we were out in Parksville uh, a few weeks ago. Um, they had it on the menu at the restaurant that we were at and I it was it was not a hesitation for me to just be like, nope, I'm having that. Yeah. <laughs> there were other craft beers on the menu that were kind of interesting sounding, but I saw that and I was like, nope, I'm having that 100%. Came out yeah. in the bottle and it would ha- still had its hand, uh, it was still obviously hand labeled and stuff. And oh, it was so smooth and so yeah, good. It, it looks really interesting. I'm, I would be really curious to try it because it's, I always picture cream ale as being like a, like a very malty beer, mm-hmm. like more of a dark yeah. beer. Yeah. And this one looks like it's a lot of a lighter beer, but it, it has that kind of, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's smooth and it, they describe it as a slightly sweeter ale and a rounded mm-hmm. mouthfeel. And that's super accurate. Very, Can't go very... wrong with a round mouthfeel. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the mouthfeel. Um, <laughs> and they also, they have something for really everybody. There's a New England style hazy pale ale, which I don't think yeah, I've Yeah, I was looking at that one. It looks fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Their yeah. Irish red ale is really malty and oh, just, uh, it's got like a kind of, I wouldn't call it a smokiness, but like a roasted kind of like barley, I guess, which is kind of mm-hmm. what they disgui- describe it of as. Uh, they do a hazy pale ale. Um, they have a, uh, a single hopped pale ale, which is really nice as well. And uh, oh, they're just everything that you try, each of them, you can just tell that is it, this is not like manufactured for commercial use. Like everything is yeah. so, oh, it's really hard to describe. I don't know how, like you could just tell. It's very, it's very hobby based. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and he does yeah. it so, so well that you... He's not trying to build a, a giant business. He's not trying to build a conglomerate. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, trying, yeah. trying to do things uh, the way he wants to do it and keep it very really small. The really interesting thing is the only places that carry his beer are local restaurants. So he That's doesn't. Awesome. Yeah. So you really have to be in the area, which is really cool because it encourages people to come into the community and um, stimulate the uh, main economy there. Right. So yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's really really amazing. the The location is really nicely placed as well, coming into Qualicum and. Uh, uh, you're it's it's this really beautiful highway that runs along the 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 water as well so you um the drive itself is really fun and really uh, yeah. very pleasant and Qualcomm Beach itself is just such a cute little town and um so any if you need another reason to go up island like this is another one and see if you can plan your uh your trip for a wednesday or a saturday yeah the only <laughs> days that they're open so which i think is just such a quirky and cool thing to do because it's it's making it seem like that much more special right like we're only yeah, open these sure. days and like yeah. uh and it's so so worth the trip it is amazing and there's a few beers that on here that i don't recognize so they're 
Um, I think they're Juicy Juice. I think that's fairly new. They're New England-style Hazy Paolo, because I don't remember. So, yeah, I was going to mention that. It looks like they only have the four on year-round. The Kolsch Creamy Ale, uh, the Dave Paul Ale, and the Precious Porter. Yeah. And then it looks like all the rest of these will just rotate through, yeah. kind of seasonally, depending. So there's, uh, what, nine more on the list, and some of a lot of them you've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but what I really liked, I really love the label for the experimental otter. Oh, so cute, right? Yeah, it's really cool. So all of the labels are, um, they're kind of your standard square, but it has a little lip in the middle that kind of is like the crown of the Love Shack itself, which is uh, where it is. And then it's kind of got a vertical banner that says Love Shack on it and a horizontal banner that talks about the beer. Yeah. And... Um, Outside of those two banners, everything is kind of black and white background, but mm-hmm. the experimental otter, otter is full color, and there's a otter wearing a little lab coat, and there's like a little beer, um, like brewery kind of, and like exactly. lab in the background and stuff. It's yeah. super cool. Really cute picture of the otter, and I think it really kind of catches your eye, and I really yeah. like what he says about it. It says, it's a single hot pale ale made with Maris Otter Malt from England. And a single hop that I've never tried before. You really ought to try it. And it kind of sounds like he has the same recipe, but he'll just try it with a different hop when he wants to try out new hops. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> it's really bringing that, like, um, the garage, uh, like, brewers yeah. to, to, like, a commercial, uh, well, to a, uh, I shouldn't say commercial, to, like, a storefront, basically. Yeah. So it does seem... And it, and, and when he talks it, about it must it, be like he he must do it in such small batches and oh, he just does. it never it's never the same no. I, I i like and what a that, that label man i've i've thought about in the past collecting labels for um like beers i really like and yeah. kind of keep it but I, i'm too much of a pack rat like if i start doing that it'll get out of control so <laughs> well if you um, thought just like if you're able to find out how to peel the label off you could do like a like a book. Yeah, so I was thinking about uh, what originally I wanted to do was I would I would peel the label off cat like tall boys that yeah. I like because yeah, I yeah. can do you can do that pretty easily without lo- it losing its integrity and then kind of putting it in like a a, a binder or whatever. Yeah. And then you can have little notes on the side of like what you thought of it. Kind of like having like a an analog version of Untapped. But if I really was going to dedicate myself to doing that, it would have I would only be able to buy beers with labels that were peel it offable. Which means I'd only be able to buy tall boys. Right. Because you can't get them off of cans that are printed and you can't get them off of bottles that have the label on. And if I really wanted to dedicate that much time to recording all these, how I felt about all this stuff, I would actually work on my untapped account, which I have started and haven't done a single one. So, <laughs> have you, Did you even add me on uh, untapped? I, did, I couldn't even figure out how to add you on it. That's fair. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. No, no, no. I just no, wanted to okay. jump in with the experimental otter label because it's great. Oh, it's I'll, so I'll post a picture of it on the uh, Instagram account. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really all I can say about it. it is, when you go in there, uh, really, like, it's basically in there where he brews the beer and he's got some seats uh, set up and it's always packed. Like, there's always people there. Um, so... Uh, you really want to get there early when they when they first open because seats are gonna fill up really fast and like you pay on the way out and you can see like there there's a very distinct like brewery area and then a distinct like storefront area where you have like the cash register and stuff like that and you can see the people like hand uh sticking the labels on the bottles and stuff like that and it's just oh, it's so so cool so i highly recommend the beer is amazing the experience is amazing getting to say hi to dave and ask him questions is just an awesome experience and oh i can't i don't have enough good things to say about this place they're 
fantastic. And it's definitely a place to stop if you're going up island and happen to be there on a Wednesday or a Saturday. Yeah. If you do find yourself in Qualcomm Beach or in the area, uh, the address for Love Shack Libations is number 14134 Island Highway West, Qualcomm Beach. And uh, to be clear, they're open Wednesday from 5 to 9 p.m. and Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. So time your trip wisely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Perfect. All right, Jeff, what have you been uh, drinking or eating these days? I have a a great kind of really original rendition of a classic drink. Well, classic for me, uh, of kombucha. So uh, about a year ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, I went to a some sort of market or food festival or something, and I tried a kombucha from a local, very small craft kombuchery. They had, I think, three or four flavors, and I made note of it, and I, I took one of their cards, and I think it was before we started this podcast, like just before we started this podcast, I took car- the, their card to be like, oh, maybe I'll talk about this once I um, get, once we can kind of get into our groove, and I put the card on my fridge, and then we moved, and now I don't know where that, that card is. But lo and behold, I went to the farmer's market yesterday, and there they were, like an, like an angel in the night, singing down to me, saying, here we are, top hat kombucha. And yes. I was like, I haven't had their kombucha in so long. And I always remember really liking it, because their flavors, although they have a few quite classic flavors, they've all, they've had two really, really unique flavors. And they're, well, I'll talk about them both. So actually, yesterday when I tried uh, the jalapeno kombucha, it was the first time I tried that one. Um, so it was it's jalapeno with a fusion of pineapple and mint. So it gets that sweetness and tartness from the pineapple and uh, kind of that really floral and, and clean, refreshing flavor from the mint. And then it finishes with a bit of a kick from a jalapeno. Nothing spicy, just enough to just kind of be like, oh, there's something there. And then they they use uh, more of a sweet tea for their kombucha, so it's a little bit on the sweeter side, so it kind of balances that out quite nicely. And it's not, or at least in my experience, it's not quite as carbonated as some of the kombuchas that you get, mm. which I really appreciate a really carbonated kombucha, but for certain flavors, right? So yeah. you get kind of a different experience depending... And with kombucha, it's so variable how much you want to carbonate it, basically the way that you age it. Um, so what you do is you brew the tea, you add the sugar, you put the scoby in, mm-hmm. and you let it ferment for a few days. And you can you can put that threshold of how fermented you want it to be based on whether you ferment it for like one to five days. And then you, and then you pour it into your containers and then you cap it. Mm-hmm. And then you let it ferment at room temperature or in the fermentation uh, chambers. Um, for however long you want it to be carbonated. So if you want it to be less carbonated, you do it for about a day. If you want it to be more carbonated, you can do it for three, four days. Mm. And then, so there's so much variability on how uh, you do that because then once you put it in the fridge, then it stops uh, carbonating more. Anyway, so, um, and if you want it to be less carbonated as well, you have to do something called burping where you like open it and just (laughs) let out a little bit of gas. Anyway, so... (laughs) Uh, it's like burping a baby. I was just going to say. To make it less gassy, yeah. So yeah. so anyway, um, they take a very unique approach. Because I find, I've found that a lot of uh, kombuchas like that you find on shelves of like the Savons and whatever, they're going more and more carbonated to kind of be on that on same par of pressurization as like soda water. So in like the 50 PSI kind of range. Whereas I find these guys are a little bit lower. And so you kind of get more of that sweet tea feel of 
almost more like an iced tea, but with like a little bit of carbonation on it. So probably closer to like the 30 PSI range. For context, uh, like Prosecco is like a 60 to 70 PSI and like True Champagne is about an 80 PSI. So if you're like, and then, yeah, and then um, like a pop will be like 50. So right. <clears throat> just so you kind of kind of get a visual of like how carbonated that is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, so you get a, that really good hit of flavor and it doesn't bubble across your tongue. It like oozes across your tongue and you kind of get that that beautiful flavor from like the sweetness to the freshness and floral and then to the little bit of spice on the back. So that that one is really, really good. But the reason I remember this brand in, in particular is because of uh, their one flavor, which is strawberry and black pepper. Interesting. Yeah, super cool. And now again, so a little bit less carbonated. So you get this beautiful kind of like strawberry sweet tea, like a strawberry iced tea feeling with just the crack of black pepper on the back of when you're finishing it off. And just, it just kind of gives that, it's not even a spice. It's just the... Uh, it is a spice, but it, it it's just that little bit to cut the sweetness, and it yeah. is really clean finish, and you're just kind of like, huh, and it's really it's so nice. So yeah, it's I I don't know how to explain it other than that. It's this like you get that really like sweet, uh, not it's not super sweet, but you get that kind of like really floral strawberryness on the nose. You drink it, and then there's just that that cut, like that immediate cut at the end of like oh black pepper. <laughs> so yeah, it's really really cool. Um, so yeah, this, they are available in just a very few, uh, a very small handful of places in the lower mainland, five, I believe, um, two of which are in the, the Vancouver area and the rest are, uh, in like Chilliwack or, or whatever at, but they go to tons of markets and you can buy it online or you can, oh, and sorry, you can buy online and pick up from their commissary on Hastings street or get it, them to ship it to you as well. So. Excellent. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Top Hat Kombucha. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, all their flavors are, are good. I think they have uh, a unique uh, approach, or uh, yeah, a unique approach to kombucha, especially yeah. the way that most of them are going more carbonated, uh, really flavor focused. Uh, but those two that I mentioned, especially, I think are really, really worth checking out. Ah, would they ship to the island? I also like the name Top Hat. Top Hat. I'm sure. I, I'm sure they would ship to the island. You just might have to pay a bit more for it. Hmm. All right, fine. Worth it. <laughs> Give me that strawberry yeah. pepper. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, what have you been tasting? Well, I went with more the uh, uh, the subject matter of today, and so I chose a beer. And this Perfect. one, on the surface, it looks rather plain, and it is, uh, but it is anything but, and I can't wait to tell you why. So the beer itself is by a brewery called Il Sauvage, which specializes in sours and interesting beers. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And they Absolutely. do. Yeah, Il Sauvage is great. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. If Especially if you're a sour fan. But even there, uh, they have a coffee stout from a local roastery that uh, they almost share the building together. So, and it is out of this world. Anyway, this uh, this is their take on a lager, which is really interesting because they're not... Their take on a lager? Yeah. So, it, I mean, okay. it is a lager, but it's like more Il Sauvage, if you will. <laughs> right. So, the really interesting thing about this lager, it's called Lunar Lager. They're, uh, um, they have basically done a lager but instead of using a lager yeast or sorry uh the traditional lager yeast they've used something called thionized or theolized yeast which is like bio it's like biochemical or it's like it's been created basically to um 
to to be more efficient than like uh, regular yeast, and uh, so you're you don't have to use as many hops to get the flavor profile that you're looking for. And it's engineered uh, uh, to have like the ability to biotransform uh, theol that's found in malted hops and grape derived products into free theols. Which again, I am not. I have no idea what any of this means. I'm just kind of reading <laughs> off of what is described as a theolized uh, yeast. And uh, what it does a really, really good job of is bringing out like uh, tropical and um, uh, kind of like grapefruity, citrusy flavor profiles into into beers. So I don't know. There's a bunch of different like strange of thialized um, uh, yeast. Um, I have a feeling, based on the name, that they used a uh, uh, one called Lunar Crush, uh, hence Lunar Lager. And right. it's also they also describe it as uh, great for hot forward lagers. And so you, you basically expect crisp, snappy, uh, citrusy, grapefruity uh, style of uh, flavor profile towards your lager. And it is very, very interesting. I really, really enjoyed this lager. If you're looking for something that's cool, uh, like on the simpler side, I would say, but still like more interesting, this, is, this beer is for you. Because when you drink it, it tastes like a it, it starts with a lager kind of flavor, and then it finishes off more passion food, fruity and guava y. So it's very cool. like fruity at the end, but it kind of starts off as like your t- like a typical lager. It is really interesting, and it's so cool. And I got to learn about thialized strains of yeast, which I've never yeah. theolized. Ugh, I'm, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but anyway, it is a really <laughs> really cool beer and uh, a really good almost gateway if you're somebody who likes a more traditional beer but wants to try something a little different so yeah that's awesome yeah definitely yeah i really like what il sauvage has done they uh i've i think i've only had one or two of their beers and one of them was like a spruce tip sour oh i was just looking at that one the sitka sour yeah 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 which is like okay what like it's not fruit but it was so good (laughs) yeah absolutely they do a lot of really cool like their yuzu gosa is oh like yeah made with coriander and sea salt obviously and like it's um, i think that's the other one i've had yeah yeah and they also do a hana yuzu ipa as well which is yuzu juice and lotus hops which is that's also awesome. very very good go and get it from il sauvage it Perfect. is fantastic is that and is that one on shelves too or no? yes it know? is yeah it should be okay, in your perfect. uh in um liquor stores amazing let's see if they actually carry them on the oh yeah they got tons of places that carry their beer in vancouver perfect oh yeah all over the place oh and i lived at top hat and they don't ship to the island sorry rude well just have to come to the mainland i guess when, when we come in october you're gonna have to take us all over and when you come to them and you're gonna have to come to the mainland and we can take you all over to places just have like i'll just we'll just take like three days off and just yes eat and drink everywhere <laughs> we should just yeah just do a big tour We'll have breakfast or brunch somewhere, lunch somewhere, and then like a bunch of like brewery tours. That'd be amazing. Like like the old days when we could actually eat 16 meals a day. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Dan, have I got something wonderful for you. I have backcountry brewing. So I was really nervous because you actually kind of went up to Squamish uh the same weekend that i was up there but we couldn't meet up because it was for different reasons um and you had the family thing and i was sitting in backcountry brewing saying "Hmm, i should do this place 
And I, and then you're like, I've got a great place to talk about. And I was like, oh, I sure hope you didn't go there on this trip. <laughs> Fortunately not. So anyway, uh, Backcountry Brewing opened in 2017 in Squamish. And they were one of the first craft beers. Um, we've talked about A-Frame, which is just down the road from them. And A-Frame is a brewery and they'll have a food truck there. Backcountry is the full experience. So they have the brewery, they have a full kitchen, and they even have like a merch room. And what they do differently, which is really cool, is they have three beers. They have the Ridge Runner Pilsner, they have the Trail Baker Pale Ale, and they have the Widowmaker, uh, which is an IPA. Now, in 2017, in their first year of operation, the Ridge Runner and the Widowmaker each won silver in their respective categories in the BC Beer Awards, mm-hmm. and the Trailbreaker won gold in its category. Um, and then the brewery itself actually won best rookie, uh, like most, yeah, like most potential or whatever rookie uh, wow. in the BC Brew Awards against almost a hundred other breweries. So, Dang. really, really good start for them. Yeah. Speaking of start, they started in the way that some of the best things all start is three of them were talking during a Christmas party. And it doesn't say this, but I'm assuming alcohol was involved. And they said, hey, we got an idea. You got this. You got this. You got this. We should start a brewery. How many times have we done that, Dan? I know. But they actually followed through and they created Backcountry Brewing. (laughs) Um, What's really cool about them as well is... uh, so they have those three beers, and then everything else they do is a feature, and they'll have tons going. And they might not be pouring it in their tap room, but then they still have cans of it on their shelves. So if you go into their merch and their their um, sale off sales, they have tons and tons of different beers, and they're all so fun and the different names. Um, like like right now they're pouring a pale ale called it's not a man purse, it's called a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one, and <laughs> they have. <laughs> Um, damn alligator just popped up cut me down in my prime it's a IPA a New England IPA we mustn't dwell not today we can't not on Rex Manning Day an IPA so they have all these like pop culture references Uh, oh my god they killed Kenny Mr. Toad's mild ride Um, mild ride (laughs) tons tons of um, really fun beer names that have Often nothing to do with the beer itself, but it doesn't matter because it then very clearly explains what the beer is. And you're like, okay, that sounds incredible. I want it. Some of the the beer that they're packed, they have packed in their, uh, in their beer store right now mm-hmm. is like, uh, they have, don't let the muggles get you down. And then it has kind of like a pseudo Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> logo. Um, uh, I am alternating the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. <laughs> Uh, my name is Ingo. Oh, I was uh, just looking at my that name one. is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Do you bite so, your anyways, at us, sir? <laughs> yeah, all these great references. Uh, I'll actually talk about the actual beer now. So um, they do a lot of really fun pale ales, IPAs. They they mix up their hops and their yeast with the different IPAs. They they uh, experiment. They'll make kind of variations of the same beers and just kind of exploring the way that they do things. Um, all of their labels are really really creative and really intentionally um, made and they'll run like their own like label contest within to get people to to vote on which labels they think are the best and nice this honestly backcountry is one of the breweries that i made me want to start collecting labels because they're so cool cool. um for all these featured beers 
Now, when I went there, okay, so here's the thing. The, they've expanded a lot since 2017. And then during COVID, when they had to shut down, they were able to get a temporary patio, which was really great for them because they don't have a patio. And that's the one negative aspect. But apparently in the next couple of months, they're actually going to be having a full-fledged patio for permanently, which is going to be really great because they actually, when uh, the Lower Mainland got rid of patio licenses after COVID, like the temporary mm-hmm. patio licenses, so many places just lost that space and weren't allowed to continue with it even though they worked so well and like there was like permanent structures put in um but because their patio was built into the parking lot i guess the the landlords kind of wanted it back or the city said no to it but they're getting a patio back which is really great um it's supposed to be installed kind of any minute when i was up there at the end of may it hadn't or at least from the front side i couldn't see the patio um they may have put it in the back. I'm actually not, I wasn't aware of it, so I didn't look, but now looking at the website, it says that it's getting installed in spring of 2023. So obviously pretty soon it should be up and running. Um, when I went there, I got a flight of beers and right now they're pouring actually a t- like a ton of sours they have mm-hmm. on right now. Um, they have got a ton of um, just typical fruited sours and then they have some really fun ones as well. So Two of the ones that I want to talk about specifically I got were sours. Yeah. I got I'll Take You to the Candy Shop, which is a fuzzy peach sour. Oh, I've had that and one. It was so good. Yeah. It was just days after you talked about your uh, peach sour beer uh, from the other brewery. And I was like, oh, and it was fresh on my mind. I was like, I got to get this. And so I got it. It was so, so good. It's like drinking fuzzy peaches. Oh, awesome. uh, absolutely unbelievable. Um, but it's not like the sickening sweet kind of version of that. It's like actually like nicely sour um it's not gonna it's not gonna make your face like absolutely pucker and and fall off but it's <laughs> it's like really really well balanced uh and then the other sour i got was the i'm not supposed to be here today sour orange creamsicle and yes. it was it ta- it tasted like a creamsicle it was incredible and there was just a, kind of that hint of sourness that took away the sweetness which is really really great so like two kind of polar opposite versions of sours that were like really similar but but different um, and then I, I got, uh, I think I got the, it's not a man purses, the satchel, Indiana Jones, where's one pale ale. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to order there, especially when you're getting flights, you got to read out so many names. <laughs> Abbreviations. Um, but, but yeah, everything I got was just fantastic. Super, super happy with it. Um, they even had a, a, a porter on tap still, uh, even though it was like 30 degrees out. Um, but you know, people, people always want to be able to have access to a porter. So they do really nice porters in the winter as well. They're not pouring any, well, they're pouring just the one right now, but Mm -hmm. I also want to talk about their food menu. So, um, one of the things that they wanted to do was to sell, uh, really good food. And they actually brought on a Red Seal chef to help create their, uh, food experience. And they've got really, really incredible pizzas. Uh, the Forager mushroom kale pizza is absolutely to die for it was so good it has um uh like locally sourced uh organic mushrooms and like so it'll be like a variety of different kinds of mushrooms on there and then they have uh like blanched kale on top after it's cooked so it kind of gets this like this kind of like crunchiness and this really good like really um like cheesy and then you just get these like pops of flavor from the mushrooms and they have like a, a cream base on it uh, instead of a tomato so it's like this really light but the the cream base has a little bit of like truffle in it so yeah. it's this really kind of like pungent really delicious super super uh good 
uh, pizza. I got that one. The other one I didn't try, but the uh, Killa Bees sounds really good as well. It's um, it's got some some meats and mozzarella and chili flakes, uh, and then it has a tomato base and it's finished with honey on it. So you kind of get that like sweet and spicy, which is really cool. Um, nice. Uh, and then they have some really like their their salads are good. They've got. Uh, Tons of options for vegetarian, vegan. Uh, they even have some gluten-free stuff, although not pizza, I don't think. And then they carry some local wine and uh, and then a couple uh, non-alcoholic stuff as well. So they have Healthy Hooch, which is local. They have the Phillips Iota uh, beer um, and some pops and stuff too. So yeah, it's really, really great uh, experience. You can go in um, and get some really good food, some really, really incredible beer. And... On your way out, you can check out the merch store. And they've yes. got some really fun merch there. And what's really cool about the merch is they have a beer club. And if you're in the beer club, you get 10% off the merch. And how do you get into the beer club, you ask? Well, you spend $150 on merch and you automatically are in the beer club. So you don't have to pay into the beer club. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to do whatever. As long as you buy in one in one purchase $150 of merch, you, you are in the beer club. And you are forever in the beer club. And you get... You immediately get 15% discount on the $150 that you purchased. So you, so it's yeah. already not $150. Then you get 15% discount on, on all merch and you get discounts on beer and um, and in-store purchases like food and, food and drinks and stuff. So it's a really good, it's a really cool way to access the, the beer club because yeah. you're not just buying in and then getting discounts and hoping you pay back. You're actually getting stuff from it first and you're like 150 bucks on merch that's a lot but you're actually getting something from it instead of just like buying into the beer club so it's really cool immediately as well right like yeah yeah exactly yeah so and and for as long as you and or the brewery live whichever comes first Mm -hmm. you get that discount so um and i don't think that country's going anywhere soon so no yeah i I mean it better not Yeah, super super cool. <clears throat> really big fan of backcountry. Um, I've I've always neglected backcountry a little bit because they don't have a patio, and so it's harder for us to bring our dog because we always bring almost always bring our dog up to Squamish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the last time we were up there, we didn't have her with us, so we were able to go to backcountry. And boy, did I not regret it. It was yeah, just super super good. Oh, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah. We um like. Each time we've been in the area, it's either we've been uh, doing like a family thing, which is great, but like when we're there for vacation, it always seems like we just miss out on the chance to go to backcountry and it's so yeah. frustrating and we always yeah. really, really want to. Yeah. Well, and their main beers, especially their Widowmaker, are available kind of all across the lower mainland. Mm-hmm. But because they're seasonals, not, well, not even seasonals, because their um, like features are so frequent like last year they did a hundred different beers in in the rotation huh really so yeah so those aren't those aren't as available across like distribution because it's harder for companies to be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get this because i i know what to expect or whatever so their widowmaker is like really widely available some of their other beers are super um that are on shelves a lot but a lot of them are limited releases or all of them are technically limited releases but some are just longer than others so Huh. Yeah, yeah, it it really really cool, and and because of their expansion, they can seat a lot more people, and yeah. then that means that they can produce a lot more beers, and and with the patio extension as well, 
good things are good things are happening for backcountry brewing. Oh, absolutely, and for good reason too. Like they're yeah, they just do a really really good. Every beer that I've had from them has been fantastic in its own yeah. way, and even just like just looking at the cans, they're so so creative. And um, huge shout out to them for for keeping things interesting and funny. It's awesome. Yeah, it is so awesome. So 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 cheers to the <laughs> drunken idea. <laughs> Because it sure worked out. It sure worked out. Absolutely. Better than some of our drunken ideas. Let's say, I'll put it that way. <laughs> We've had some good ones. We've definitely had some good ones, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, perfect. And on that happy note. <laughs> on that happy note. <laughs> or happy <hoppy I>, note. <laughs> also, oh God. I also, I also just want to say how funny and ironic it was that last recording we were talking about how we've gotten so much better at this and then i go to edit the podcast and my mic was picking up off of my computer <laughs> mic instead of my microphone and i was just like oh my god should i cut that conversation out that's so embarrassing and i was like oh, oh no. whatever it's part of this it. it's part of the charm <laughs> that's why the people love us we're charming <laughs> yeah the people <laughs> yeah. person the person that's why the yeah. person loves us yeah. <laughs> thanks mom actually i don't even think my parents listen to this anymore <laughs> no oh, no yeah yeah they got more important things to do <laughs> all right well we want to hear from you if you listen to this show and you appreciate it uh let us know what else you want to hear and if it what you like or what you want changed and if you uh, have suggestions for places that we should try. So 100%. reach out to us on uh, DM on Instagram, uh, not Facebook because we don't really check that, and uh, or send us an email, which will be listed in just a minute when we wrap up the show. <laughs> Host at tastebcradio.ca. Host yeah. at tastebcradio.ca. Yeah, I say it in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the outro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us on Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really does help us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep it tasty. Nice. All right, what do you got for me? What do I got for me? For you? What do I have for you? <laughs> I <laughs> I've got a break. I've got a. I've got a break brewery. I've got a great. <sighs> Good start. <laughs>